Welcome to the Sparks Podcast, your go-to source for all things holistic wellness. This show is all about igniting your inner spark and helping you shine your brightest. Each episode is packed with tips, tools, and inspiration to help you create positive change in your life. I believe that when you spark your inner fire, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So get ready to ignite your passion and create a life that's full of joy, vitality, and purpose. This is the Sparks Podcast. Hi friends, welcome back to the Sparks Podcast. I am so excited for you to hear today from my guest, Jamie Kay. Jamie's a relationship coach who specializes in detoxing your life. Her passion is about sharing the truth of abusive and toxic relationships and how that affects our emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. She uses modalities like mental health, awareness, and education, applying self-care tips, and transitioning into a place of peace internally and externally. I know there's so much that you can get out of this podcast. She provides tips not just for people going through these difficulties, but also for those people that love people going through these difficulties, how you can support and be there for people. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. So hi, Jamie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be able to share this time with you. Yes, I'm very excited for all of my followers to hear from you about who you are and what you do. So if you could just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into what you do and what you do. Okay. Well, um, my name is Jamie. I go by Jamie K on all of my social media platforms. Um, I'm a relationship slash detox coach, and that is seems probably strange, but I love to our bodies, minds, and souls so that we can have a beautiful relationship, not only with ourselves, but with others. Um, I was in a toxic relationship uh, for many, many years and um, didn't even know that that was toxic behaviors because of my dysfunctional family life. And so to me, it seemed normal. And then um, when I began to realize this, what was happening, um, I went through a divorce and it was, it was very difficult. I have three kids that really struggled with it and rightly so, because it was kind of a shock to them. But unfortunately I got right back into another toxic relationship, just a little more different on the spectrum of uh, toxic and abusive and narcissistic type behaviors. And so I was in that for a while and thankfully going through a coaching program and doing a lot of inner work, uh, a lot of therapy, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of healing um, from my past, still in progress. It's never fully, you're never fully there. But through all that, I just realized that this relationship was only going to get worse and I needed to leave that relationship. So um, I am finally free and grateful and have an incredible amount of empathy and understanding towards women who go through toxic uh, relationships and how they get stuck in them. And I can totally understand. There is absolutely no judgment on my part. I know a lot of people get stuck in that mindset of why don't they just leave? It's not that simple. 
And um, so that's what brought me to where I am today. I did start out as just a detox coach, helping people with foods and mindsets. And now it's moved both into the relationship part of it because, um, you know, I, I had success and I'm so grateful and I want to be able to help others get to the point where I am and have the half, you know, healthy, happy life <laughs> that I have. And I and I'm just want to help others be able to experience that because it is possible. That's the thing. Like you think you, it's not possible, but there is hope. And, um, and I feel like I went through that so that other people can also see that, you know, there's a light at the end of this tunnel, so to speak. Yeah. I love that. It's such a beautiful message that there's hope. And I think it's incredible that you've taken your own difficult experiences and your strengths that you've gained through that to now help others. I think it's just incredible work. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Absolutely. I will say it's not, it's not wonderful to share um, your most vulnerable, yucky parts of yourself. But I think that the authenticity of this is what people want. Um, They need to know that there's someone who's been there, who's gone through this. Because I could have my therapist and counseling degree, but if I haven't experienced it, I can't really empathize with you to really be able to help you. And that's what people, that's what I needed and I did get. And because of that, I want to continue that. Just, I guess, pass it on kind of thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to ask about, you use the word detox, detox your life. Um, And you talked about how you kind of started with the food piece and it's gone in, gone further. Um, I'm curious if you could share what it means to detox your life beyond just detox from food, which is what we all think of it as when you hear that word. And why did you, what drew you to using that word? Mm. Um, So just a tiny, tiny bit of a backstory. I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease, celiacs and Hashimoto's. If I'm correct, it was like around uh, 2008. It's been it's a long time ago, and that kind of started my journey of getting my health on track. And so I obviously had to eliminate gluten. That was the that was a primary you know culprit, and that was really challenging because back then there wasn't so many options and there wasn't wasn't so many in, so much information out there. So that began my quote detox process where I began eliminating and that's really where the detox part starts, the elimination. We are eliminating foods that bring toxins into our body that causes us to be toxic. It progressed after the elimination of certain food. I found out also nightshades was, I was not a fan. My body did not like nightshades. Mm-hmm. So would, which for those of you who may or may not know may but with like tomatoes and onions and eggplants, those types of foods are a big no, no for me. Um, and then that progressed, um, from foods to cleaning products. So, you know, things that I don't have any cleaning products except like vinegar and baking soda. And that's what I pretty much use for everything. Then it went to laundry detergent. (laughs) Then it it goes to eating organic foods. And, you know, I know that's difficult for people because they're like, it's so much more expensive. True. But how much more expensive is it to pay for medication 10 years down the road for diseases that are caused by these things? So Mm -hmm. then it, then it, you know, it's like a snowball, honestly, and then it progressed into my skincare. And so I don't use lotion. Um, I make my own. Uh, my 
makeup and skincare line for my face is all natural. It's a beautiful product. I love it. It's it's called Crunchy, and I, I love the products. And if you want to know more about that, please DM me. I love their stuff. Typically, when you get like all natural products, it doesn't perform very well. This product is incredible. And um, so there was my detox for that part of it. So it was, you know, it was internally I started detoxing. Then externally I started detoxing. And my environment I started detoxing. I went to, I went and finished my degree. And as I was finishing my degree, I was learning there was a lot of stuff from my past that I was exposed to as a child that was extremely dysfunctional and abusive and neglectful. And unfortunately, because I didn't know any better, I kind of perpetuated that pattern through my, you know, being a parent. Um, but I began to detox kind of like toxic thoughts, mm. kind of like what the Bible talks about capturing our thoughts. And um, it's really I've, that that scripture has always fascinated me because I haven't quite been able to like math, like, how is that possible? How do you capture your thoughts? Um, well, what I've learned over the past few years is being able to eliminate toxic thoughts and bring in good, healthy thoughts and what that looks like. So that's another form of detox. So we're just got going deeper into the, what I call layers of onions. Like we're just stripping off a layer. What is the most prominent thing that your body needs at that moment? Well, for me, it was the detoxing of the food. That was the very first beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it has progressed into my thoughts. It's progressed into uh, looking at childhood wounds and filtering it through truth. That's another detox process when you're filtering it through truth. And it's hard to do, um, but I do believe that, well, there is evidence that autoimmune diseases are actually linked to childhood trauma. Wow. And so... Because that was a surprise to me to get the diagnosis. I was, I ate pretty healthy minus the gluten issue. Um, it shocked my doctor, actually. She was surprised that I was diagnosed with that. So, but it was really these, tra these stuck traumas in our body. So I don't know if I'm sure people have read when the body keeps the score. That was my eye-opening moment of, oh my goodness. And yeah. so detoxing these now we're moving into our body a little bit deeper on the emotional side of it. So, you know, we go from foods to external things on our bodies to our mindset. Now we're going to talk about the emotions. So detoxing these emotions, how do you do that? How do you even do that? I always felt like I was on a roller coaster of emotional ups and downs and ups and downs. It's it, my, my emotions were in control of me and I had no idea of how, and, and to be honest, I'm not bashing Christians, but I grew up in the church and some of the things that were taught to me was just like, almost like put a bandaid over it. Yeah. It it didn't get to the core issue. Just trust Jesus. Just give it all to the Lord. Just rely, you know, cast your cares upon him. Okay. I still wasn't getting any better. And I was so frustrated because it was deeper. It's in your body. It's in the cells of your body. So there are practices that I use with my clients, like movement. Our bodies tend to, especially emotional energy is stuck in our hips. Our hip flexors love to store that trauma. And so there's, there's exercises that you can use to actually help move that trauma through and out of your body. Another detox. Really what we're doing 
is supporting our body in a way that it can heal and detox these terrible things that have either happened to us or we've done to ourselves mm-hmm. out of our body and allow it to move so that we, our body can do the work that God intended it to do, which is always restoring, always healing. That mm-hmm. is a really long <laughs> explanation <laughs> of what detox is. <laughs> yes, but an amazing one because I think, you know, I know a lot of people hear detox and immediately think food or when they think they need a detox, it's immediately just starting with the food, which is important, but there's so much more to living a super hyper fulfilled life where say you do get your food under control and you do, you know, clean the toxins out of your products. Like you were saying, it's not necessarily going to stop what's happening because there's so much more that goes on. We're a whole person beyond just what we're putting in our body um, physically. Yeah. So I think that's, that's really amazing. I love that this is the work that you do. It's something I never thought about that way, but I think the way you put it makes it really digestible for people to think, okay, yeah, I do need to detox my mind a little bit. Um, I was wondering if you could share some thoughts on, you mentioned with the toxic thoughts that it's a process, a learning process. How do you start to get rid of some of those negative thoughts and bring in more positive ones? Do you have any suggestions for people on the first step you can take moving in that direction? Yes, absolutely. For me, I am a naturally positive person. So when I meet people who aren't, I, it is very, I'm intuitively like, let me help you, (laughs) you know, because I naturally see the silver lining and everything. I do have a perspective that believes that there is always a reason that things happen. So that ultimately leads me to believe that there's good that's going to come from it. Now, not to at all minimize or invalidate people who go through some really traumatic crap um, and to say, well, it was, you know, for your good, or it was something good is going to come from it. I'm not, I want to be really sensitive not to put that out there because some of the things that have happened to me have been incredibly traumatic and I felt invalidated. Um, whenever people were just like, well, just get over it or just let it go. Um, so I don't, I want to be careful about that, but, I, but ultimately the overarching picture is to remember that Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good to those who are the called according to his purpose. Okay. So what does that mean? This crappy situation that you may be going through whether it's depression or trauma healing or the death of a family member or the lack of calling in that beautiful partner that you thought you had, whatever it is, there is a reason for it. I ultimately have to believe that. Otherwise, you, there, there is no hope and you will be depressed and you won't be able to you know, get to that point about getting your thoughts in the right spot. Practically, so that that's more, you know, abstract, right? So practically journaling is my best friend. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that when we journal 
and, and what I'm what I say is free journaling. So there's no there's really no journal prompts. You're just writing out your crap that's in your head. Just get it out of your body. Because sometimes when we look at it, we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I felt that way. Another way is to record yourself, like use your audio on your phone and just like vent, just let it out. Say all the things that you need to say, get it out of your body. Again, that's a, this is another detox process. Um, but, and then listen to it back and see what you said, see what comes up because there might be something there that you didn't even realize was bothering you. Um, or if you have a friend, a trusted friend that you can talk to and just, and she, she or he can hold space for you. And what I mean by that is not judge you, yeah. <laughs> be kind, not try to tell you what to do, just be. Yeah. Um, that's an, a gr another great way to just get all that stuff out. But here's the issue. Here's the, the second part of that. When you're writing it out, that's just the first step. The second part, or when you're speaking it out, is the first step. The second part is really to be able to put good, healthy things back in. Because mm -hmm. our mind wants to think. Right. And if we don't give it something, something to think on, it's going to go right back to those old patterns of negative thinking. So whether it's scripture, meditating on scripture and just like rehearsing those quotes in your head over and over, or scriptures in your head, whether it's good, healthy, positive music, um, that's another option. Be very careful what you watch on television. Like the messaging is super powerful. And to me, it's, I'm sorry, I'm going to call it out. It's brainwashing. Mm -hmm. And so just be so proactive about what you listen to, what you, I mean, even your music. Like, I just feel like it, I'm just so passionate about, especially when you have children, young babies. Oh, they're so impressionable. Yeah. And we're just like popping them in front of a TV as a babysitter. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things um, are really practical ways to detox your thoughts. Um, I typically, when I coach women, I also go through some, what, you know, the, is it Katie Byron that does the, the thoughts about inquiry questions. Mm -hmm. And it really talks about, is this true? Can I know for sure this is true? What if it's not true? Well, what happens if it is true? That thought process is helpful. Um, but you know, and I do that with my clients too, as well. So that's, the, those are like four different things there. There you, there you go. Learn set up. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important too, with you saying, be careful what you're listening to and watching. Also, you know, who your friends and family are and you know who to go to for what, right? So I think about that too. Like there's some people in your life that, you know, you'll go to, and they'll just listen and support you. But then there's some people in your life that, you know, are going to challenge you. And so it's like, if you're not in the mood, the mindset for the challenge at that moment, don't even go there. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to be right for you Right. So being more mindful for sure. So I wanted to talk about in your coaching, especially with folks with abusive and toxic relationships, there's a whole you know, what's the word I'm looking for, um, spectrum of where people are in this process. Like you said, in the beginning, people who don't even realize what's happening and that it's a bad issue to be in. And then there's people who are leaving. And then in the end of things, there's the trauma that remains after. Um, so I'm curious, 
do you in your coaching address all of those situations? Um, kind of where is, what is your, what should people come to you for? <laughs> That's a really great question. And honestly, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out even myself because it can be really tricky. Mm-hmm. If you have a situation, well, first of all, everything I put on social media is for educational purposes. So that's going to be the first person that you talked about, like, oh my gosh, this is toxic. I didn't even know that. Um, That's where I'm like coming in. Like my friend came in to me and said, I think you have, I think you're in a narcissistic relationship. And I was like, what? There's no way that doesn't even fit that description. That's not even, but I didn't understand the spectrum. And there are so many different types. And, um, so that was the educate. That's the education part, which you can get free on my channel and on Google. And it, narcissism is a is a buzzword these days. Toxic relationships is a buzzword. So you can find that information all day long. And which I do educate my clients with as well, because I want to make sure we're on the same page when I say something that they understand what I'm talking about. First of all, awareness is the first step, but then you have the people that are in it. Um, it's really hard to coach somebody when they're in it yeah. because I know for me, I wasn't ready. My head knew I had all the knowledge. I was aware I could even call out the behaviors. I honestly could predict the behavior. Yeah. It was crazy time, but I, I couldn't get my heart to say it's time to go. Right. Um, And there's some steps. I have a self-care guide because a lot of this has to do with like loving ourselves to the point that we believe we're worthy enough not to deserve that kind of treatment, but to deserve something healthy and loving. So what this boils down to is honestly, we don't believe that we are worthy of receiving that love. Yeah. So I have a self-care guide um, that I, it's like a seven day, it might've been five days that I created for women who are like, okay, I don't even, I know I'm in this, um, but I don't know how to get out. So I kind of just like teach them how to love on themselves first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing, the last person you talked about are the people that are, oh gosh, now what? Right. I am what the narcissist or the toxic person might have called damaged goods. Mm-hmm. And so now what do I do with this? Because I obviously don't feel like I can go into another relationship. How can I? I actually picked up, and this is true, you actually pick up some of the terrible behaviors that your abuser, that your toxic person did, and even your parents. We all know that. So we become that, and then we're displaying those behaviors, and then we're like, oh my gosh, am I the narcissist? Am I the toxic person? Um, So how am I going to call in the love of my life? Because ultimately, that's where... Most people, not everyone, want to have that beautiful, healthy, loving relationship. Right. And that's what makes them feel feel fulfilled and loved. And like you can have the perfect job, but if you don't have someone to share it with, you're like, oh, something's missing. Yeah. And so in order to get to that point, yeah, we got to heal those wounds. We got to work on that trauma. I, that's where I really like to work. That's where I get all excited when, mm-hmm. when they have left, when they do have the freedom to really start working on themselves. But I do, you know, it's the first part is the education, which, you know, you don't really need a coach for that. You can find all that information out there. Yeah. Um, the second part, I can help, but um, 
where you're just trying to get out, but more, it's going to be more of a support thing, not necessarily me telling you what to do because nobody can get you to that point. Um, but support, like how are, what ways are you taking care of yourself? What ways today did you love yourself today? Um, let's talk about affirmations and things like that. And then the third step is where I get all giddy about, because that's where we can really see the transformation of healing those traumas and becoming the most beautiful person that you were destined to be, that you were purposed to be, but you got stuck, you got distracted, you got hurt and, and you're, and you're at a stopping point. And now you're like, what do I do now? That's where I really like to work. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. What would be, if you could give a message to somebody that is kind of in that end stage, that's just totally struggling and, and doesn't know what to do next, what would you say to them? Even though you feel like you're alone and that nobody sees you because 9.9999% of the time, out of 10, you are isolated. They have isolated you from your family and your friends. So even when you feel like you are, at one point I remember being in the floor, in the fetal position, crying, asking God to rescue me from this situation. I felt so alone. Here's my message. You're not alone. First of all, even may, even though it feels like that, your heavenly father is watching, waiting for you to take a step of faith and say, I'm done. I'm choosing me. God help me through this. Second of all, you think that your family and your friends are judging you and are mad at you because you have these choices that you made, but they are secretly desiring and secretly praying and secretly wanting you to get out. So the message is you're not alone because there is someone there who wants to help you. The very person that I thought would shame me is the person who has welcomed me in and has loved me. And honestly, it's come full circle where there's been healing in that relationship as well as the relation, you know, I was able to leave the toxic one and heal a relationship that I thought would never be repairable. And so support is everything. And I promise you there is someone out there who will and is wanting you to get free. Yeah. That that's, that's really the message because I, I, I think that was where I, why I stayed for so long. I felt stuck. I felt like I would almost like a failure. Like everybody's going to say, I told you so. Nobody said that. Not one person has said that to me. Wow. They're so happy that I'm happy again. Right. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, for those people that are, that are the friends, the family that are seeing these things, you mentioned right at the beginning that vote people might say, why don't you just leave? And that that's not what you need to hear and it's not helpful and you might not be there yet or ready to receive it yet. What would, what advice would you give to those friends and family members? How is, how can they support people going through this in a way that's actually helpful? Yeah, this is a tough one because it's, it's honestly, it's like a, it's like an addiction. 
Um, it's like a person who's on drugs and there's not a lot you can do like physically. You can't go get them, even though you want to rescue them. Yeah. That's not going to help when you shame them. It sends them deeper down that spiral. Um, even when you call them out on their, sh- their stuff, I almost said, <laughs> even when you call them out on there, you know what? Yeah. It makes them feel so like they don't need to feel any worse than they already feel. Right. So no shaming, no rescuing. You keep the doors and lines of communication wide open, meaning you check in on them. How are you doing today? What's going on? Are you, ha- are you having a good day? What have you done for yourself today? Check in on them. Um, I think that is probably, and of course, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I believe in prayer. So do not stop praying for these people because they do feel hopeless. And I believe it was because of my mom's prayers and my daughter's prayers that I was able to get really, truly break free. And my dad, my dad, is was a so let me just give you an example of a good support. I would call my dad and I would be on the phone for an hour, not kidding, an hour, just talking, just venting. I would walk and talk to my dad. He never judged. He never said, honey, what are you doing? Get the heck out of there. He, he just said, honey, I'm here for you for whatever you need. Yeah. That's really what we need to hear. We just need to hear you're not going to blame us. You're not going to shame us. You're not going to give up on us. Don't give up on us. That's what every, I hate to say victim, but it honestly, it is what we are. I mean, in abusive relationship, you have an abuser and you have a victim of the abuse. Now we become survivors, but we are still, we are still the victim. And I know a lot of, because there was a lot of shaming in that. Like, oh, you're just playing the victim. That was what I was told. No, I am the victim. <laughs> right. And so are they. So please, 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 please don't give up on them. That's, that's really amazing advice. Yeah. It's yeah. support, just being that person. Yeah. Well, this is all just such incredible insights and advice that you're giving. And I'm just so happy that you are here to share this. And I hope that I can help get this message out in any way possible. Um, but before we talk about where people can find you, I want to transition a little bit into some of my questions that I ask everybody, um, a little off topic, but maybe not. We'll see. The first question is what are you consuming right now? As far as books, movies, music, what is kind of, what are you bringing into your life that you, that's lighting you up? Hmm. Well, I have about 14 books that I've started. <laughs> I feel so, you completely. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay. I will tell you, I think that's been, cause I've already mentioned it about my, my faith, but I think that what lights me or what is like, I can't get enough of mm-hmm. is a podcast called the big life. It's uh, Pam, Pamela. I can look it up for you and, and we can put it in the thing, but yeah. Uh, a friend of mine shared it with me. Actually, the day I was leaving from my toxic relationship, 
I listened to as many of her podcasts as I could, just back to back to back to back. I definitely binged. Um, The Big Life podcast, and she is a believer, and she just, it's little short 15-minute devotionals, and I listen to them on my walks in the morning, and it's just my little message from God, and it either gets me inspired to share something, and I go down that rabbit trail, or sometimes it's just God saying, hey, nope, that was just for you, honey, and um, that is really so beautiful to me, just my walks and my time with God and that devotion. Um, she's, she's pretty amazing. So I think that's what is really, uh, lighting me up right now, you know, as far as like consuming something, (laughs) I definitely am consuming it. I don't miss, I don't miss one of her podcasts. Yes. Well, I'll definitely put that in the show notes so people can, can grab the link. So my second question is, my business is called Discovering Sparks, and it came about because five or so years ago when I was in a really dark time in my life, I was walking and just saw a yellow daffodil and remembered that there are these small little sparks in life that are reminders that it's going to be okay, things are okay, and yeah, just little things. So I built the business and called it Discovering Sparks to remind myself to keep looking for those things to not get so sucked into the the sad and the frustration and the anger. So I love to ask my guests, what are your sparks in your life? Well, I mean, it would be none else than relationships because <laughs> hence the relationship coach. Um, I truly believe that you can, like I said earlier, you can have all the things, all the money, the perfect house, the perfect car, the perfect clothes, the perfect body. But if your relationships suck, yeah. you're unhappy. And so for me, it's it's my relationships. And God is showing me so much of his love um, through restoration of some relationships and then also some new friendships. Um, I've had an incredible amount of support, some that has just kind of walked with me through this and then some new friendships um, that have come about that I am blown away at the timing, God's timing that these people came into my life and have spoke really honestly, I have been spoken words of death for so long over me that these are words of life. And Mm -hmm. so relationships are everything to me. And that's what just reminds me that that's what this is all about. Right. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The third question I usually ask is for you to give a pep talk, but I asked you that earlier because it just felt right to move it up. <laughs> and so I think that one was really important. So I'm going to skip over that one and people can re-listen because your encouragement earlier was really beautiful and people can certainly benefit from hearing that. Um, so I want to give you a chance to talk uh, tell people where they can find you, how they can work with you. If, if they have questions or want to reach out further on some of these topics, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, my favorite platform is Instagram. (laughs) It is so fun over there. Like there's reels that you can be creative about and there's just, I, I just love Instagram. It's my favorite. So that's where you can find me healthy, human, happy life. That's my handle. And then I do have a Facebook. I have both personal and that's under Jamie, J-A-M-I with an I, no E, K, K-A-Y. 
And then I do post a lot of my content on both my personal page and then my business page on Facebook, which is also Healthy Human Happy Life. My website, I have some blogs on my website and it's www.healthyhumanhappylife.com. And um, those were the beginning stages of, oh my goodness, this is a toxic relationship. What have I done? So there's a few blogs on there. If you want to work with me, the best way of reaching me is, is going to my Instagram and sliding into my DMs or going to my messenger on Facebook and sliding into my DMs. Um, that's the best way to get in contact with me. Um, and we can see, I will just, you know, probably just set up a call with you and see if we're a good fit and if we mesh really well and see how, see where you are on your stages and what you need support with. Because that my coaching program is definitely personally designed for each person. So where one person might need, oh, I need the body stuff. I need you to help me with that. That that would be, you know, a signature program for them. And then if you're if you're wanting to like, I need help out of this relationship, then I'm going to focus strictly on that. And you're not going to need. I mean, I'm not going to say, okay, well now drink some celery juice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's definitely personalized, which. Um, so that's why I would like to, you know, want to set up a call first to see where you are in your journey. So to see how I can help you. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'll put links to how people can find you in the show notes also. And I just want to say, I love healthy human, happy life. What a beautiful name. Seriously. It's got to be so fun to work under that title. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it probably took me seven months to come up with it <laughs> because I was like, this has to be perfect, you know, anyway, so. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your incredible insights on this podcast. And it was just a real joy to hear from you. And I really hope this helps a lot of people and we can get your message out there. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much letting me come on here and share my story and share my heart and share my vulnerability. And yes, I hope that many people can learn something from it and, and heal from it because that's what we're here to do. Heal and grow so that we can help others heal and grow. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sparks podcast and got some really amazing information from Jamie Kay. Please go along and follow her on her platforms and reach out to her if you'd like to work with her. Thank you for listening to this episode and please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. And head over to my Instagram at Discovering Sparks and share with me what your favorite part of the episode was. Have a beautiful day.